In the year 626 AD, Constantinople, the capital of the Byzantine Empire, was besieged by the Persians and the Avars. The Emperor Heraclius was away fighting the Persians on another front. On the edge of defeat, Patriarch Sergius and the Emperor's son took the icon of the Banagia in the church of Blakerni, Banagia Vlachernitisa, and carried it in a procession along the walls of the city. Banagia heard the prayers of the people of Constantinople and delivered them from their enemies. The armies and ships of the Avars and Persians were swept out to sea and destroyed in a great storm. In gratitude, the whole city gathered in the church of Banagia of Blacanae. There, they performed a vigil in which the Akathis hymn was first celebrated. This miracle is celebrated in the Orthodox Church on the first five Fridays of Great Lent. The church dedicated to Panagia of Blachernay in Constantinople was a central place of worship for the people and the emperors, who each revealed their love for Panagia in protecting and beautifying her church. After the siege of Constantinople, Emperor Heraclius built a defensive wall around the church to protect it. The Church of Banagia of Blacanae also housed the Holy Virgin's mantle and robe and a fountain of holy water. The icon of Banagia Vlachernitisa was placed on imperial seals and accompanied the emperors of Byzantium on their military campaigns, especially during the 11th century and became associated with military victory. However, the icon is also a symbol of spiritual victory. When the iconoclast movement fell in 834 AD, it was at the Church of Blacanae where the restoration of icons was celebrated for the first time. Again, in 911 AD, when Constantinople was under threat of being taken, all the people gathered in the Church of Banagia Vlachernitisa. During the all-night vigil, St. Andrew, the fool for Christ, and his disciple Epiphanius saw a vision of the Virgin Mary entering through the church doors escorted by St. John the Baptist, St. John the Theologian, and a host of angels. She stopped in the center of the church, where with tears she fervently prayed to God. She then entered the altar, prayed again, removed her veil, and held it over the faithful as she ascended into heaven. The city knew this sign meant Banagia was protecting them, and would not allow them to be harmed, and the military crisis was averted. However, for Panagia to intercede, we need to be worthy of that intercession. There is a story about the Vlachernitisa icon before the Battle of Manzikert in 1071 that was told by the chronicler Michael Ateliates, who witnessed the event. One of the soldiers was accused of stealing a small Turkish donkey, and was brought in bonds before the emperor, who decreed a punishment much worse than the offence. Instead of having him make up for the loss in cash, he ordered his nose cut off. 
The man begged and begged. He offered all his possessions and invoked the intercession of the most revered image of our glorious lady, the mother of God of Blachernay, the image which usually accompanies the faithful emperors on their campaigns as an invincible weapon. But the emperor would show no mercy, nor even reverence for the sanctuary provided by the holy icon. In the sight of the emperor and the whole army, even with the icon itself held aloft, the wretch had his nose cut off with loud cries and groans of pain. At the time, this struck me as ominous, and I felt that some great vengeance would come upon us from God. The loss of that battle, with half of the army deserting the Emperor Romanos, allowed the Seljuk Turks to conquer Anatolia and led to the eventual fall of Constantinople. We too need to remember that Banagia, acting through these icons, can also withdraw her protection if we are unworthy of it. The icon of Banagia Vlachernitisa is quite different stylistically from the other icons of Banagia we have looked at in this series so far. This icon is painted in what is called the Oran style, which comes from the Latin word for prayer, and this is what these icons depict. They show Banagia at prayer, with her arms raised, stretched out towards the heavens in a state of prayer. The Vlachernitisa icon also features Christ as an infant in a mandola in front of Banagia's chest. Often, a Banagia orans, or oranda in Greek, style of icon also has angels on either side of Banagia, which reminds the faithful that Banagia is more honourable than the cherubim and incomparably more glorious than the seraphim. Leonid Uspensky wrote the following about the history of the Oran style in his book, The Meaning of Icons. The gesture of prayer, the upraised hands characteristic of the Orans, is not specifically Christian. It was known both in the Old Testament and in the ancient Greco-Roman world. It was especially widespread in early Christian times, not however as a simple gesture of prayer, but as a personification of prayer in the image of the Orans. Such images are seen in frescoes in the catacombs and on the bottoms of sacred vessels found there. The latter frequently have an image of the Mother of God in the posture of prayer, with the inscription Maria or Mara, the ancient eastern form of that name, which belonged to the beginning of the 4th century. The earliest known image of the Mother of God Orans with the Saviour Emmanuel on her breast also belongs to the 4th century. This image, with two monograms of Christ at the sides, is in the Roman catacomb of Cimitero Maiore. Aside from the historical value of this style of icon, it also has value due to its place in our churches and our liturgical worship. This is through the icon, painted in the Oran style, of Banagia Platitera. The Panagia Platitera icon, also known as Our Lady of the Sign in the Russian tradition, is one of the most revered icons of the Mother of God. It depicts the Theotokos either in full length or half length, praying and facing the viewer. The image of Christ as an infant is often depicted in front of her chest. The icon depicts Panagia's holiness in bearing the Son of God, as Platitera holds the meaning of being wider or more spacious. Therefore, the icon presents Panagia as wider than the heavens, as she contained the creator of the universe in her womb. It illustrates the great mystery of the uncontainable God being contained within Panagia's womb. 
The icon is typically found in the apse of the church behind the altar in the highest point of the ceiling. This means Panagia Platitera often overlooks the nave of the church where the faithful gather for services, and shows us how we too are watched over and protected through the prayers of the Theotokos. Other icons often painted at the same height in the same height in churches are those of the prophets. These icons are found at either side of Panagia Platitera and show us that Panagia and the birth of Christ as our Saviour was the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies. The name of the icon in the Russian tradition, Our Lady of the Sign, connects to the Old Testament prophecy of Isaiah at chapter 7 verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive in the womb, and shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Christ, standing in front of the Virgin Mary's bosom, is this sign. Another well-known icon of Panagia in the Oran style is the Zorodokos Bihi icon, which translates to life-giving spring. This is another well-known icon of Panagia, and depicts the miracle of the sacred life-giving spring in Constantinople. According to tradition, the soldier and future Byzantine Emperor, Leo I, came across a blind man as he passed through a grove. The man had lost his way, and Leo led him to a place to rest while he searched for water. When searching, he heard the voice of Panagia say to look no further as water was nearby. Leo had found none when the voice spoke again, this time telling him to enter the grove and take water from a spring. Panagia also said to take mud from the area and put it on the blind man's eyes for healing. She revealed that she would assist Leo to build a church in the place and that the faithful would flock to the spring for the healing of their ailments. Leo did as the voice said and the blind man was healed. When he became emperor, a church was built on the site. The icon illustrates this miraculous spring, and presents an image of Panagia and the Child of Christ in a chalice-like basin above the life-giving waters. In some notable versions of this icon, such as the exquisite mosaic at the Kora Monastery in Constantinople, only Panagia is depicted. Streams flow from the basin where Panagia and Christ stand into the spring directly beneath. The Virgin Mary's hands are raised in prayer, while Christ's hands are blessing the other people in the icon. Typically, two angels are found in the upper corners of the icon, and often people are depicted at the fountain side to represent those healed by its miraculous flow of water. The icon is important in depicting the holiness of the life-giving spring and the several miracles which have occurred from it. In variations of the icon, images of a dead man restored to life by the spring, or the healing of a paralyzed man by its holy waters are presented. It is interesting that the depiction of the Zorodokos Bihi icon differs concerning the people which surround the fountain. Some include images of emperors or soldiers and even the patriarch of Constantinople. Ultimately, the icon's variations include depictions of the many men, women, and children who have journeyed to the fountain for healing of their infirmities. Constantine Gavadnos explains that the Zorodokos Begir has had a biblical connotation when he writes, This icon is chiefly intended to express the fact that the Theotokos gave birth to Christ, who is viewed as the provider of the life-giving spiritual water. 
But Christ said to the Samaritan woman, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. There are many other examples of icons which are painted in the Iran style, such as Panagia Tsambika, which has worked many miracles in Rhodes, and the Yaroslavl icon of the Mother of God. These icons feature heavily in the prayer life of the church, with the Akathist hymn being written after the miraculous saving of Constantinople by Panagia after the procession with the Vlachernitisa icon. The Blatitera icon can be seen whenever we attend church to pray as a community, and the Zorodokospihi icon testifies to the miraculous healings that are the result of prayers to Panagia. When the faithful see the icon of Panagia praying, we remember that she is praying for the whole world and for the protection of the faithful. The life of the Theotokos was one of prayer. She was conceived as a result of the prayers of her parents Joachim and Anna. She entered the temple, living in prayer in the Holy of Holies. She received the news of the Annunciation while at prayer, and responded with a prayer. When the time came for Panagia to depart this life and join her son and our God, she was in a state of prayer. St. John Maximovich states that her prayers have continued and grown in boldness, writing, Having experienced all the difficulties of earthly life, the intercessor of the Christian race sees every tear, hears every groan, and entreaty directed to her. Especially near to her are those who labor in the battle with the passions and are zealous for a God-pleasing life, but even in worldly cares she is an irreplaceable helper. Joy of all who sorrow and intercessor for the offended, feeder of the hungry, consolation of travelers, harbor of the storm-tossed, visitation of the sick, protection and intercessor for the infirm, staff of old age. Thou art the mother of God on high, O most pure one. The hope and intercession and refuge of Christians, the mother of God unceasing in prayers, saving the world by thine unceasing prayer. She day and night does pray for us, and the scepters of kingdoms are confirmed by her prayers. Therefore, when we see these icons, we should reflect on how we should pray and how we compare to the Theotokos in our prayers. Is our life defined by prayer, as hers was? Is our prayer consistent and pure, as hers was? Or do we hold back and not give our all in the time of prayer? Let us take heart from the life of Banayir. Let us seek her intercessions for us. Let us pray from the depths of our souls. Most holy Theotokos, save us.